0: Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray Show, The Twist.
1: Welcome, folks, to The Twist News. I'm Erica Gray.
2: And I'm Don Pravda. Welcome.
1: Don, there's been a lot in the news with Israel and Russia. And Bennett's statement that he just came out with about This meeting that took place with him and Putin and Zelensky and how the West threw water on a peace deal. But besides that, Netanyahu offering the Iron Dome possibly to Ukraine, which maybe he was just saying that to appease the Americans. But it almost seemed that in response, Vladimir Putin sent a strong message to Israel.
2: Absolutely. And that message is, there could be peace, there could be solidarity. And he has met with two of the leading rabbis of Israel, in fact, of Jewish history, in my opinion. One, I'll mention, Rabbi Beryl Lazar.
1: Yes, and that was such a strong visual. So let's, yeah, so we're going to take a look at that, at this meeting with Putin and Lazar, Holocaust Memorial. You wanna add a little bit about the Holocaust Memorial?
2: Well, we have uh, several commemoration days including Yom Ha'atzma'ut, but the the leader of Russia, uh, Vladimir Putin, is also recalling the enormous tragedy of Russia losing over 20 million people during the period of World War II. And he is acknowledging the over 6 million Jews who were killed during this time period as well. So he is expressing a certain solidarity with the Russian people and the Jews from Russia over a joined tragedy.
0: The position of our country is well known.
1: Strong visual, Don. You've got to say that. From Vladimir Putin to the two rabbis. By the way, who's the second
2: rabbi? Uh, Two rabbis with very impressive white beards, by the way. Mine is short. Theirs are long. They're wearing black and they They are true Jewish leaders.
1: Yes, but strong visual. They're there with Uh, Vladimir Putin This is a strong message to Israel
2: in his private executive office
0: of all the Jews exterminated by the Nazis The majority were just citizens of the Soviet Union. And this is our common pain. You know our position even today. It lies in the fact that we are categorically against consigning to oblivion crimes of this kind, which have no statute of limitations. And we are doing this. We are pursuing such a policy so that nothing like this in the history of mankind will ever happen again. I know the position of the Jewish community in Russia. I know the position of the State of Israel on the role and importance of the Red Army in the victory over Nazism, over fascism, and we highly appreciate it. But, once again, I want to repeat. This is of particular importance for our people. You also know. That the investigating authorities of the Russian Federation and the prosecutor's office are still doing serious work to uncover crimes of this kind against all citizens of the former Soviet Union.
1: What's interesting to me, Don, is he's basically stating that the Jews who were murdered were Russians, that this was a crime against Russia as well because of the Russian Jews that were killed. This is a very big statement here on the part of Vladimir Putin.
2: It's showing empathy. I think he's showing aspects of kindness and he's commemorating that these Jewish people were of Russian ancestry. Or in fact, when you come down to it, Russian Polish ancestry from the areas of a next Russia, but they were murdered It's not exactly innocence. It's, it's, it's a catastrophe of enormous proportions.
1: But with the image that the U S media is portraying of Russia, of this imperialist nation, this dictatorship, and let's face it, Jews have not done well under dictatorships.
2: They do better under tolerance and freedom. Like yes people and of course yes. we have to acknowledge the jewish people are a tiny minority in this world it's just a, a certain millions compared to the seven billion people on this earth and the disproportionate murder is, is just an epic sorrow
1: but you don't think of this attitude on the part of vladimir putin again, with what's being portrayed. You think more of persecution of Jews in the type of Russia that's being portrayed in the U.S. media, in the type of Vladimir Putin, this monster. That's what what they refer to him as, the monster. I've heard people repeating to me that he is a monster because this is just relayed over and over again through different images that are twisted and are misrepresented because all this emphasis. And so that's, I think what's so shocking to me about this visual, but not only that, what he's stating, because it goes against what the West is portraying about him, your thoughts there.
2: It is one nation invading another nation that is sovereign, but there's, there's yeah,
1: oh, that's, that's influenced U.S. media. Okay. It's sovereign. That's not even the issue. That was, that's not the issue of the Russian operation in Ukraine. Not at all. The sovereignty is part of the propaganda and you, let's face it, Is Israel, which is a sovereign nation, given the respect of its sovereignty? No, the nations of the world want to tell Israel what they should do with Jerusalem, what they should do with with the nation. And you have sovereignty. Is Russia given respect for its sovereignty when it came with many issues that it was very concerned about of what was going on in the ukraine
2: no russia was ignored
1: so when you're saying a sovereign nation i'm sorry don but i think you've i think you've been a little bit a little bit taken in by the propaganda it's kind of like invasion of the body snatchers now you're a movie guy and i i look at u.s propaganda as that that sort of a thing. People feed on the propaganda, and the next thing you know, they're like the people that are taken over by the sea pods because now all they do is repeat propaganda, which we're going to be talking about in another video. But but if you feel I'm wrong, go ahead. Have at me.
2: Well, what we have is a, a tragic situation in that the Jewish people are are all across Russia and the Ukraine. And we have very little information, by the way, the exact happenings of this these communities, what is actually going on, what is, what is occurring. However, he is expressing the loss of his citizens and he is bemoaning the atrocities from the past. He's acknowledging yes. them.
0: Regardless of their nationality, undoubtedly, This work will be and is a significant contribution to revealing the crimes of Nazism against the Jews themselves. It is also known that Jewish organizations around the world support such work on our part. We are doing everything to ensure that this is supported at the international level as well. Unfortunately, under various pretexts, Many countries evade working in solidarity in this important area, but, regardless of the current political situation, we will continue to do so. I know that you have an event tomorrow, a whole range of events related to the state. And, of course, I will ask you to convey my best wishes to everyone who will take part in the implementation of the program.
1: You know, with this, Don, he's really pledging his support for the Jewish people internationally against anti-Semitism. You understand right. Russian history. I mean,
2: Absolutely. how
1: is this compared I, to I, previous Russian history? Well, I Jews? don't
2: recall Lenin actually showing any particular uh, remorse or sadness for his the Jewish people, those who were sent away to the Gulag, to Siberia or thrown into prisons in the most remote places in the world. I don't recall Brezhnev really showing really any caring for this uh, citizenry that has been there for hundreds of years, nor as we even, even Mr. Gorbachev, sort of lukewarm about the Jewish people, although he changed the history of his nation.
1: So Putin, is really coming out as a friend of Israel. Yes, he is. And Absolutely. as even a protector of the Jewish people within Russia as well as seeing for their protection globally. This is not uh, what you would think. You look
2: at him as of a, a monster. A protector of faith. Mhm. The synagogues and Judaism has flourished during this time. And I, I'm quite aware that Rabbi Lazar is in a very sensitive situation. All these years, he's really, we say in the Hebrew language, a gadol, a very great man, a, a big man of his time, because he's in this precarious position,
1: where, where the West is right. so anti-Russia, yes. and that was a fellow that had interviewed on the show, Hal Freeman who's part of the Christian churches Mm -hmm. and affiliated with an evangelical relief group, basically stated the same thing, that the Western sentiment is so negative that even though he has children that are half Russian, half American, he doesn't want them coming and being raised in the United States. He's actually preferring to remain in Russia but also for other reasons. He's on a broadcast and he's saying, I've got a seven-year-old that's outside and two children outside playing, and I know that they're safe. Where in the United States, you have to fear that your children are gonna be kidnapped by some pedophile. And that's the reality in the United States when you're a parent here.
0: That you have outlined for tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you for your words. In fact, for us the Holocaust and everything that happened during World War II are tragic events. I know this, as they say, firsthand, my family, my father miraculously survived the Holocaust. They managed to leave on the last steamer. And my mother survived the Holocaust because some righteous people hit her during the war. Therefore, the suffering that was during the Holocaust. Many Jews suffered at that time. Six million innocent people died. For us these sufferings are terrible even today. Every year when we remember these events, we keep saying, never again. It is no coincidence. That tomorrow is also the anniversary of the lifting of the blockade of Leningrad. This is also the time when we remember the suffering. That was then. When innocent people suffer simply because someone attacks them, It is terrible. It is inexplicable and unbearable. So thank you so much for everything you have done and are doing. Moreover, today, Jews feel really comfortable in Russia.
1: Now that was loaded right there. Comment.
0: Well, they
2: have a degree of freedom that has been totally unknown in the past. Uh, going back to my 8th grade social studies teacher who actually met Alexander Kerensky, one of the founders of the Communist Republic who repudiated everything about it later. It was a fraud. It was a catastrophe. It's, it was not a communist movement. It's a totalitarian movement. And what do you think about that?
1: And you would understand all of that history the other thing too is anti-Semitism is relatively low now in Russia compared to other countries where it can be quite high. It's actually lower in Russia. That's another notable piece about Russia. But but even this visual, look at this close-up of Lazar. And he basically just thanks Putin and for what he's doing as well as the freedom. And you had stated on a previous show that there's like 200 Lubavitch centers in Russia.
2: were founded during these years of Putin. They didn't magically appear. They were built with the blessing of the government. And I have to also say, I don't, I've never heard of a synagogue that was firebombed by this regime
1: or actually by anyone else.
2: Correct, because if there were people who wanted to burn down synagogues, they would be punished, and those people had fear of their own government to commit acts of hatred.
1: Not like here in the United States. Yeah.
0: Thank God for what is really happening in our country today. In this regard, we
1: Wow, he's really appreciative too of what's happening for the jewish community in russia
0: keep saying that we are ready to do everything to find some peaceful solutions because the people who suffer are bad for everyone everyone suffers when people around us suffer we all understand that we are all children of the one god and our desire is that all children live in brotherhood mutual understanding friendship So, that people really respect each other. When people suffer, it is because someone does not allow them to live a calm, normal life. The Talmud says, that the one who saves the life of one person, it is as if he saved the whole world. And, we value the life of every person. Therefore, I repeat once again, we, as a Jewish community, I think, not only in Russia, but all over the world, We are ready to do everything so that people find some peaceful solutions. Perhaps our people understand more than anyone else what suffering is. Therefore, we are ready to do everything to ensure that there really is only peace in the world and people live a good life.
1: Your thoughts on what he stated. You had mentioned to me that there's also concern, of course, because of the Jews that are in Ukraine and the synagogues and the Jewish community there.
2: And realistically, there's elderly people there, there's people who are sick, there are those who are unable to leave. And I think, I think there's going to be a, there's sentiment towards people in the, the Jewish people in the former Soviet Union. Their conditions have been good in the past. But war is, look, war is dreadful.
1: Yes, it is dreadful. Bombs,
2: bullets, destruction. But when you have... It's very unfortunate.
1: When you have the billions of dollars being sent by the European Union and the United States to Ukraine, when you have that kind of money and weaponry, you're essentially fighting a proxy war. You're keeping this war going, which where Bennett came out and stated that there was a already an agreement, a solution to end the war, but that the West kept it going and Israel is finding itself in a very fine balancing act. I think Netanyahu is wanting to keep the United States happy because the United States throws Israel a lot of aid, but at the same time, Israel is friendly with Vladimir Putin The West engages, Don, in bullyocracy and barroom diplomacy, and they bully every other nation into following their policy. They bully the Africans. They bully the Filipino leadership. They bully everybody. It's our way or the highway.
2: I don't recall. America has any uh attempt to invade China because of the conditions in Tibet, we might do some letter writing Mm -hmm. and stage protest. I also would have to ask legitimate question, where is the accountability of all these billions of dollars that are being sent in this war?
1: So bullyocracy, that's the US and Western policy is bullying other nations.
2: Well, but again, where's the accounting? Where is all this money going? Where does it come from? Printing uh, it. Printing, yes. We're Helicopter printing, money. Printing money.
1: Printing money. Printing, like, printing uh, more money.
2: Like wampum, like uh, <laughs> Monopoly dollars.
1: Yes, it's like a game of Monopoly, isn't it? All
2: right. And uh, Mayor Adams went to the Mexican border, and he's he's looking for aid for all the immigrants that are coming to New York City. And he's demanding that, and uh, he's getting a lot of applause. But where is the money going that's being sent to the Ukraine in this war?
1: Exactly. But I think that Putin here, he sent a very strong visual. That's a very powerful visual, having yes, that rabbi it is. in full focus on Russian news, stating what Putin has done for that community. The sanctions, I know, have not really hurt the Russians from the Russians that I've spoken with, but I've heard that they've hurt the evangelicals trying to send money to various churches that they're supporting in Russia. So the funds from the Christians can't reach where they're supposed to reach because of that. But, and they're also enjoying a sense of freedom although there is a certain particular law that's a little bit iffy it was meant for cults but somehow it affects evangelicals there is a little bit of a law there that doesn't affect the jewish community it does affect the evangelical community there but overall there are
2: nuances but overall
1: very happy they're they're happy very happy there and it's a very different story you get once you get outside of the US media and it's all the same type of story here's another important visual is you know we keep hearing how sick vladimir putin is when well, he looked pretty well when he was meeting with those russian when he was meeting with the rabbis
2: oh. May you look this way when you're 70 years old.
1: Yeah, he looks pretty good for <laughs> yeah, 70, doesn't so. he? Yeah, looks pretty good for 70, Don. I mean, he looks healthy. So that's more propaganda. But I thought this was a very strong visual on his part. I thought it was also an endorsement by the by the Russian rabbi, by Lazar, as well as a message to the Jews around the world, and a message to, of course, the leadership in Israel.
2: Well, I totally agree with you.
1: Okay. So, folks, that's it for this show. And be sure to check out our Amazon store with some of Don's picks of products from Israel. If there's anything you would recommend that Don has not picked out, please leave it in the comments. Any final words, Don?
2: and maybe the force and the source be with you and carry Israel in your heart.
1: Till next time.
2: It's time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist
1: on world news.